Hey everyone, welcome to episode 90 of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Sherry Taylor. On today's episode, we have Dr. Diego Rain, the founder and CEO of Intercept Telemed, and we also have Dr. Israel Villanueva, who is the chief medical officer of Intercept Telemed. Without further ado, let's bring him on. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. How are you both today? Hey, how's it going? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Doing well. I'm excited to have both of you on here. We were just chatting. I haven't had uh, multiple people on the podcast in in a while now, so this is always fun. Uh, I'd love to start things off by uh, having each of you share a little bit about yourself, and then we will dive uh, more into the business. Sure. My name's uh, Diego Reno. I... uh... I'm actually a practicing transplant surgeon. Um, I've been practicing uh, liver and kidney transplant for the last, uh, I'm in my sixth year now uh, in, in practice since my training. And um, this was an interesting kind of segue into how we kind of built this business. Um, you know, we really saw an opportunity for um, how we can augment care in the ICU. And, uh, you know, we thought that um, our company and our physicians can uh, really kind of break into the realm of telemedicine and uh, came together, uh, built a company about a year and a half to two years ago. And uh, we're an early stage company, uh, but thought that uh, we can, as I said, we can afford some change in healthcare in America, particularly in the ICU and in areas where um there are not ICU doctors um, uh, available in a lot of the remote areas of the United States and throughout the world, really. So we decided to build this um, uh, telehealth company called Intercept Telemed and um, really started to build out a very strong executive team within our group. And along the way, I met uh, uh, Dr. Villanueva, who's uh, our chief medical officer. And uh, since he's joined, we've really kind of taken our company to the next level. So Israel, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself? Uh, My name is Israel Villanueva. Uh, I'm an internist and an intensivist. I've been an intensivist for about 10 years. Uh, But prior to being an intensivist, I actually was a primary care physician for a while and also a hospitalist. So I've had a a varied career in medicine and I've been in New York City, Southern California, the Midwest in Missouri, and now I'm here in South Florida with Intercept Telemed. Excellent. Yeah, it's uh, it's we were all talking about that earlier too, Florida, and uh, it's uh, it, what I've seen too from from kind of an entrepreneur side of things. It looks like Florida, all parts of Florida, Southern Florida, Tampa area, is really starting to blossom uh, into areas where people want to start companies and and be in that like tech and and health tech space. So uh, very interesting. Can you, can you share more about, uh, you gave us a good intro, both of you uh, on yourself and about the company, but I'd love to dive more into, um, you know, walk us through how the platform works uh, and like potential use cases, if that's okay. Sure. So um, as I said, I think what we would characterize ourselves is that we're uh, largely, you know, we provide virtual healthcare. I think our concentration and our focus is within the ICU, 
but we also um, provide services outside of the ICU in environments that are really, that are supportive to the ICU. And so what I mean by that is, is that, you know, um, in, in many environments throughout the United States and many hospitals throughout the United States, I think what's starting to become public knowledge now and that has really been exacerbated by COVID-19 is that there are not a lot of ICU doctors like Israel running around in the United States. There's a severe shortage and um, that, that currently exists and that is projected to get significantly worse by 2030. Um, and so what we've done is, is that we've utilized um, uh, software technology that we licensed through uh, Philips, which is a software uh, technology called eCare Manager. And with that software, we really pair that up with our uh, physicians, which we consider to be really top of the line uh, intensivists in really different avenues of ICU care, whether it be anesthesia critical care or surgical critical care or pulmonary critical care or internist uh, slash critical care. We take these intensivists, we pair them with a, uh, a software package that has uh, predictive analytics and is able to take all of the data from the patient's bedside. That is, you know, if you walk into an ICU, you take a look around, you see that there's all these monitors and ventilators and all the information that's coming into the electronic healthcare record. All of that data gets synthesized and pushed into our software platform. And as it's being pushed into that software platform, a lot of, um, um, you know, AI is being utilized in predictive analytics that then helps inform our uh, remotely located intensivist in our in our uh, in front of a workstation in our offices in, in Miami, Florida. Um, and we can be taking care of a, of a patient in Washington state, uh, but be located in, in Miami, Florida, utilizing all of the information at the bedside through a two-way AV communication platform where we can examine a patient, we can um, write orders, make decisions, speak to the family, speak to the patient, speak to the bedside nurses, and really help deliver um, a higher level of care than perhaps would have otherwise been available since there's a shortage of intensivists at the bedsides. So beyond that, um, while there may be the need for uh, a tele-intensivist, there may also be the need for an infectious disease doctor or a nephrology doctor, for instance, and uh, we can uh, bring those consultants in in a similar fashion, utilizing this technology to give really a 360 degree view of the patient and delivery of care. And what was it to what was it about the company to uh, Israel that kind of really made you want to get involved with it? I always like asking these type of questions because it uh, it usually further uh, gives the check mark, right? Like when when you have people that are passionate and want to become a part of what you're building, I'd be interested in hearing that if it's okay. Sure. Uh, what interested in me in Intercept Telemed was really the group of people that uh, I was interacting with when I was getting to know the company. Uh, I immediately recognized that the uh, the CFO, the CEO, Dr. Reno, uh, the chief operating officer were all top-notch people who shared my vision of enhancing patient safety and bringing critical care to places in which there may not be adequate critical care resources. And the combination of the people plus the technology platform Philips eCare Manager was really top-notch to me, and that's what drove my decision to join the company. 
Interesting. No, that's, it's, uh, it's always great. And um, I mean, if you don't have the right people working on something, especially in, in this like health, digital health, uh, health tech space, uh, it, it's, it definitely makes a huge difference having the right people, the right platform, that right area of pain. I would be interested in hearing how, this is a question I ask every guest on the podcast as a recent, is how, how did COVID affect business positively, negatively? Was it business as usual for your organization or did it present any new opportunities that maybe you weren't directly aware of? I think I'll, I'll take this one, uh, Israel, and, and maybe you can share a little bit on your experience at the bedside versus uh, working uh, from a remote location. And what I'll say with regards to the business is it's interesting. I, I mean, I think, we, you know, when the president of the United States is, is, is uh, consistently day over day at the beginning of the pandemic talking about telemedicine and how telemedicine is, needs to be rapidly deployed and utilized in the current environment. I mean, as you might imagine, we were, we were already a company that was establishing itself prior to COVID, but for us, it really, you know, added fuel to the fire in the sense that um, every, every hospital administrator was really looking for a rapid solution um, to be able to, um, to care for their patients in, in, in this, in, you know, rapidly changing environment. And so we, we benefited naturally from a, a, a bad situation. Uh, you know, I hate to say that we benefited, but as a company, we were really positioned in a way that we can help support services to hospitals when, you know, physicians and nurses were getting sick and were at home and there was not enough doctors at the bedside, even in, even in populous cities like New York, um, you know, Chicago, LA, for instance, were running out of physicians because docs were getting sick. Um, and so we, we were available in that scenario to be able to step in and provide support in those scenarios in a rapid fashion. You know, we, we had to kind of change what our uh, typical uh, ramp up uh, time is to incorporate ourselves into any individual hospital. You know, we had to be able to offer a solution that was a much uh, a faster scale approach to, to get up and running to be able to deliver the care. And so on the one hand, it was very helpful. On, on the other hand, it was also difficult because quite frankly, you know, when hospitals are shutting down their operations and they're shutting down their um, elective surgery and a lot of the things that really uh, impacts the bottom line for, for, for hospitals, they, while they wanted this solution, in many instances, they, they were just, you know, hospital C-suites are trying to stay above water and just trying to deal with the immediate uh, issues that was before them. So on some level, it actually, um, it kind of put things on pause. So that's why we feel that when this all kind of dies down a little bit, uh, we'll, we'll be well positioned because the, the you know, healthcare has now been educated about what telemedicine can do and telecritical care can do for them. Um, and so once life starts to get back to normal a little bit, I think we, we're expecting a big uptick of where this is going to go. Uh, I think that from my perspective at the bedside, what the COVID-19 uh, pandemic has done is to make everyone realize how little uh, excess capacity the entire system has. And in a matter of weeks, if not days, 
you know, days to weeks, um, hospital systems had to rapidly ramp up their services. Um, I myself, uh, having been having trained in New York City, when you acquire a number of critical care physicians that were burning out, uh, we also entered the news, but I saw it personally or when I was talking to them on the phone. And um, in a matter of uh, weeks, every critical care physician in the country starts to think, well, that can happen to me. Um, because at that point, it was only in the Northeast. So I think that it's, it's been a humongous wake-up call to the fact that there are not enough critical care medicine physicians and staff, nurses, respiratory therapists, and, and equipment in the country. And now with this forthcoming third wave, which we're in the beginning of right now, um, the situation is looking quite dire again. So I think that it's accelerated the adoption of telemedicine. And I think that that uh, acceleration or that adoption of telemedicine is not something that's going to be reversed when this crisis is over. I think it's these, there are a lot of changes, both from a policy perspective, as well as uh, compensation and, and uh, reimbursement that are going to probably prove to be permanent. Makes sense. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I think, uh, telemedicine will will be huge um, moving forward. I mean, I think it was getting there already, but it took that a pandemic like this, right, to push it over the edge, um, which is helpful. So I, I'd love, uh, where, where can people learn more about your, uh, your organization? I think the best place is uh, uh, on our website, uh, which is www.intercepttelemed.com. Um, uh, there's two T's in the middle there. Uh, I think that's probably the best place to learn about us. And, um, you know, we're naturally, uh, we're, as, as I said, we're a growing company that's, uh, looking to both hire physicians, hire nurses and, uh, and, and continue to meet other, uh, uh, hospitals that are, are looking to employ a similar solution, both in the ICU, as well as in other arenas within healthcare. Um, but I think that's certainly the best place to start. And uh, there's links on there directly to reach us um, to um, be able to further the conversation. Great. And I'll throw those in the show notes so people will be able to easily find them off of the podcast. Perfect. Awesome. Thanks so much, both Perfect. of you, for, for joining me on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Jared. Hey everyone, I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Block Health. Block Health is building the ecosystem of healthcare solutions and services to power the future of healthcare. Through Block Health, healthcare professionals and organizations can use their credentialing data for more. They can use the platform to store their credentialing and licensing related documents, fill out a smart common application that could be used to order multiple different services like provider enrollment, state license registration, state license renewals, and much more. To learn more about Block Health, please go to www.blochealth.com. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to 
check out more of our podcasts. We're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. And that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, You can see our sponsors and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest. Thanks and look forward to another episode next week.